Hey, Sarah. Hey, Paul. How you going? Oh, you know, a bit down. What do you mean down? I thought you were a Christian. Well, hello and welcome to the Three Views On podcast, the podcast where Michael, Paul and Simon get together and eat food and then talk into a microphone for excessively long amounts of time. But you guys miss out on the food. We get the food. I love the food. You don't the get the food. The food is good. Michael is a good food maker. Thank you. Very creative with chickpeas. Thank you. How'd they go? Uh, you told me before, the last time you had chickpeas, you vomited. Yeah, yeah. What do you reckon this time? I've been on their way up a few times. I managed to, I've, I've got great control of my okay. throat, so small I can really quash it. in the mouth. Yeah, I can. I do a few small vomits. So it vomits. wasn't too bad? Or? I, like I do a few small vomits like every hour of every day. So okay. no, no, no different to normal. So okay, it's a good that's sign. good. Mm. I'm glad you enjoyed them. They're a personal favorite of mine. Well, today we're going to be talking about uh, a bit of a serious topic, uh, which will be a change from our last one, that the mm. the 17 minutes on nothing. Today we're going to be talking about mental health uh, and the way in which Christians and other people as well interact with mental health, uh, both on a personal and sort of a more sort of ideological level. This episode comes from one of our friends uh, who posted on our, our wall asking us to to look into that. That was Gabby. Uh, thank you so much for this. Uh, it's going to be a, a good episode, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It has the makings of a great old time episode. Classic. Mm. Something very personal and close to my heart. I'm very interested in mental health and yeah. pretty keen to get into the field later. So should be good. Yeah. But before we go any further, Paul, I believe it's your turn to tell mm. us how your week has been. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's actually quite fitting that we'll be talking about mental health because I've been having a very low level of anxiety for about the last three weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, we're talking really low levels, but um, so I crashed my car oh, like three, no, like three months ago. Oh. That's only the that's only the first pillar of the story. Um, and a, a very dear friend was kind enough to make me some chicken soup, chucked it in the Tupperware. You know, I was feeling a bit stiff. They're like, "Yeah, you, you just microwave it." I was like, "Thank you," and then chucked it in the fridge, still there. Oh, it must be the world's hairiest chicken soup by now. I might have to shave it. But um, but I just, I've, I mean, I dream, it appears in my dreams where I like will clean it. I'll be like, thank you. Finally, I've cleaned it. And every day I go get my milk for my porridge in the morning. It's still there. Uh. <laughs> it's just starting to really get to me. <laughs> oh, man. Mm. Wait till the person who made this soup for you listens to this podcast. Yeah. If you know who you are and you know that I'm really profusely sorry, but I'm not prepared to tackle that just yet. Is it is it in that person's container? It is. And it's like legit oh. Tupperware too. I'm sorry so for whoever I'm you are. I'm too stingy <laughs> to throw it out, but I'm too scared to clean it. Uh, it's the worst paradox of all time. Wow. Very cool. Let's let's chuck a photo of that up on uh, our oh, Facebook wall. No, no, <laughs> no, no, we won't be doing that. Okay. <laughs> Well, look, let's let's dive into this one, uh, mm. talking about mental health today. First, and I guess above all else, let's let's kick things off uh, with what are your initial impressions of mental health, and and what I guess personal um, connection have you had with it? How have you impacted with it in the past? I'm going to pass that right on to Simon. Okay. To kick us off. Well, as a nurse, um, we had a specific mental health prac, so we had a month of placement in a mental health facility. So that's like acute. Mm-hmm. So quite intense mm. my placement was. Um, done a lot of reading around it, um, that sort of thing. Not a lot of reading from Christian sources. Mm. Um, 
the campus director for the Uni Fellowship of Christians did a seminar at our last mid-year conference on mental health, which was which was very good, very very well thought out and very loving approach, uh, mm. which um, which really helped me because I was that was before I did my mental health prac, and it really helped me because oh, wow. yeah, it was a couple of months before I did it, and it was uh, really good to have that perspective going in to this very intense environment. Mm, yeah. And a lot of these mental health nurses, they never did their general nursing training. They trained like 30 years ago just in mental health. Wow. And they've been at this same place for 30 years and they just can't see the light at the end of the tunnel and like they're the ones getting depressed. That's going to be oh, tough. It's That's so tough. Very, very dark place in the world, mental health mm. institutes. Yeah. So that's my experience. Um, I've, I think I only know personally two people who've had severe uh, mental illnesses mm. and a couple of uh, relatives with uh, anxiety. And yeah. So a bit of contact, not a lot, mostly with people I don't know. Yeah, I, um, I've, I've probably told you guys before, I, I at one point like I crashed a bike, landed on my head, um, had what they call, I believe it's called anterograde amnesia, where you just you just struggle to consolidate memories for a while. I had that for about mm. two months, mm-hmm. a little a little longer. And some of my earliest recollections after the memory starts getting phased back in is um hanging around like clinics, and they weren't quite like what you described, but it was similar. Mm-hmm. And it was some of the dirtiest. Like I hate it. Like proper, just hated it. It was mm. like it gave you a very unclean feeling. There mm. were people there that just. It's not that they just weren't well at all. Mm. And that's how you describe them. Like they're not right. Yeah. There's something fundamentally wrong. Um, I, you know, in my daily movements, I see a guy a couple of times a week who's got schizophrenia um, just through like church related stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, you've got your basic swath of people who, like I personally have never struggled with um, that much. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I know, I know plenty of people who have. Mm-hmm. I guess for myself, I, I, I personally struggle with a little bit of d- depression in the past. Um, I wouldn't say anything like serious uh, that required, you know, a medication or, or super help with that. Um, so I, I, I guess in some sense I can I can dabble a little bit on that side, but anything, I, I wouldn't say that I was a, mm. a sufferer of depression in, in that real serious sort of sense. And then I guess in my day-to-day interactions, uh, mental health is a very big part of my life uh, I think definitely over the last four or five years uh, nearly having daily interactions with people mm. suffering through depression anxiety um, suicidal ideation um, and then and more recently schizophrenia and the other schizoaffective disorders through uh, my placements in medicine um, so I guess on that sense I, I have quite a uh, a personal and a, and a, a very um, Real interaction with mental yeah. health on an almost daily basis. You've got a f- quite a fascinating grip on the language of mental disorders too, man. Yeah. You've got all guns blazing, firing every bullet and every gun you have. What did I say? Well, I don't Schizoaffective. Yeah, that was impressive. You've won me over. Schizoaffective disorders is just anything that sort of comes under that uh, spectrum of what you think of when you think of schizophrenia or bipolar. Yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, same sort of things where you, where you lose uh, sort of touch with normal sensation and normal. Uh, interpretation of what's going on around you. Mm. Um, so they sort of view that as a spectrum uh, where schizophrenia on one side and then bipolar with the manic sort of episodes on the other. Yeah. And then somewhere in the middle, there's this um, manic 
uh, schizophrenia mix thing that happens. And yeah. It has a name, but it's uh, it's long gone. Yes. Okay. So uh, I guess the first thing we want to sort of tackle is uh, how do we think Christians go at approaching mental health? I think there's been a lot of uh, public education on mental health in the last five, ten years. Mm. Um, and so it's improved greatly. And with the um, rise of the internet, people have a lot more access mm. to other people's stories, how they've dealt with it. Yeah. Um, it's done a lot for public education, I think, which has really helped. And that obviously affects everyone in the church. Um, in the past, the church has definitely been known for doing it really yeah. badly. It's making a hash of it. Yeah. You know, exorcisms lasting <laughs> for days. Yeah. You, know, you yeah. hear the horror stories mm. of what they do to these people. And, the and you know, normal institutions have done that as well. Mm. Like we had the Royal Derwent hospital up mm. here in tasmania yeah and that was this that's scary what do they do um they also had a disabilities part of it so it was basically just a thousand person mental hospital yeah and an extra couple of hundred of disabled people and they would you know put them in boxes during the day for hours to you know straighten their posture or to fix adhd or wow, something like dude. that very very intense sort mm. of things mm. lacking in love yeah like sure, you know sure. freak put them aside we can't have them in our society yeah i think i mean that can sort of typify fairly uneducated people all over the like myself um i used to be of the opinion that like christians all right you know i mean christianity is good news it's the news that like your your debt of sin um that we all have has been paid for by christ on the cross and we're just, we're home and home. like, it's good. It's great. It's a yeah. good thing. And then from that, you can really wrongly be like, how can you call yourself a Christian mm. and be depressed? Like what mm. is, what about the Bible don't you get? And I, I've, I've absolutely gone down that path and that's a massive, that's a really rookie error. Like that's a massive over mm. simplification yeah. um, of, of this life post Christ before his sort of second coming. Mm. I think one of the, the key things in that, uh, which sort of I looked in, into uh, and have been pondering of late is uh, the difference between, I guess, being always joyful, uh, which Paul, one of the apostles in the New Testament talks about a lot mm. um, versus sort of being happy. And I think people read joyful and the first thing that pops into their mind is being happy and smiling. Mm. Uh, but I think when Paul's talking about joy in that sense, it's more of this overriding sense of calm and security and contentment, um, which is sort of associated with a, a happy feeling. But it doesn't mean that it, for someone to be be joyful, like Paul talks about, doesn't mean they have to be smiling all the time. doesn't mean they have to be sort of super confident. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's this passage in, uh, now this is testing me. I'm going to go Psalm, maybe chapter six I'll or maybe 12. Yep. One of those ones. Uh, and David basically goes through, uh, he's going through a rough time. And he's talking about sort of how he isn't really able to deal with what's going on. He, he says things like, where are you, God? Why can't I, why can't I sense your presence right now? Mm. And he, he ends that off with, but I find my, my joy and my contentment in you. Uh, in you, I have great security and hope for the future. And I think mm. like when you look at that, it kind of goes, how can you be like in the pits of despair and be happy at the same time? Uh, but I think that's where it's really helpful to sort of look at like that sort of thing and say, 
Christianity isn't about being this plastic, happy person for all of eternity. Yeah. Um, it's about sort of having a, a future and a hope for you and understand that, you know, God, God loves you and that he cares about you. Um, and that he's paid for the things that you've done wrong. Mm. And that brings sort of a sense of contentment and joy in its own right. Yeah. But that can also coexist with a feeling of despair and loneliness as well. I reckon. Yeah. So there's, there's absolute, like that is just a theological reality that they can, they can absolutely coexist. And as well, I just don't reckon that like you're a Christian, why would you be depressed argument? Like if you're going to use that, surely that would play out into every other facet of sin. Like yeah. you're a Christian, like why do you look at pornography? Like you're a Christian, why do you yell at your little brother? Yeah. Yeah. Like just everything was twisted in the fall. Like sure. there, there is just brokenness and a fracture in just everything that is good, mm. this side of the Garden of Eden. So mm. like that, that is totally not a legitimate way to think about it. One of the common things that comes up when people start talking about Christianity and mental health is the idea that is mental health issues, mental health diseases, sicknesses, whatever you want to call them, are they caused by something in the spiritual realm? Are they like possession by demons and uh, I guess personal attacks of uh, Satan or the devil against you? Mm. Or, or is there a sort of a medical element to it? And is it sort of right to treat it as a scientific problem? Like, and how do, we, how do we balance that? I reckon there's a really false dichotomy there. Like, I, th- I think that, um, like whether or not you believe the devil is punishing you specifically through mm. something, I think that everything, like every theological reality works its way out in a practical means. Mm-hmm. So you can be like spiritually uh, attacked and have a physical symptom and you can treat the physical symptom um, mm. and, and get right spiritually. Like you, you can be dualistic there or holistic as you'd like to say, yeah. there's, there's no need to separate what is clearly, I reckon, a pretty two-sided problem. It's like both sides of a coin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you're not right spiritually. You're also not right physically. Well, then why would you only get right spiritually and not physically? Like, and you can actually do that. With, it's fine yeah. to take some Panadol or, yeah. you know. Yeah, well, like the book of Job basically that's, outlines it mm. exactly like mm. that, doesn't it? Satan attacked Job. Physical things happened. That's how it works. Yes. The, physical, uh, the spiritual world does physically impact our world. And yeah. if you're going to be asking those sort of questions of mental health and sort of the physical versus spiritual outcome, like that, that when you, when you enter that void of sort of like, where do we go with this? It, it's very difficult to define the difference between mental health and sort of physical health. And it, you kind of get down the same path as like, well, is the common cold an attack yeah, by Satan yeah. or is that just something that happens because of disease? Like, how does that, that play out? And I think yeah. like in some senses, yeah, like the common cold is a, an effect of the fall on the world in probably some sense of the, the matter. Mm. But at the same time, it's a physical disease that can be treated and it's supported with uh, symptom control. Mm. And I reckon... Like it reminds me of that joke where that guy was like, have you guys might've heard it. He was on top of his house in the flood and he's like, Oh God, save me. And then a helicopter comes by and it's like, nah, no, 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 uh, I'm not going to take the helicopter. God's going to, God's going <laughs> to save me. Yep. Then a boat comes. He's like, no, nah, I'm not taking the boat. God's going to save me. God dies. Sees God. He's like, God, I'm dead. And you were going to save me. He's like, dude, I sent a helicopter on a boat. <laughs> it's like, there's no point trying to pray away a headache when you have Panadol. Like God can absolutely yeah. heal your headache through the means of, paracetamol which he's provided and he's put you in a culture where it is mm. like i don't think that's not trusting in god to to yeah. like take um something for your ailment mm. Mm. a bit of a controversial one i suppose it might be a bit out of your depth um but just sort of a general idea uh what do you guys think about treating uh mental health problems with medication where do you guys sit on that absolutely i mean i treat a physical problem 
um, with medication. Like I'm on medication for my cold right mm-hmm. now. Um, I would absolutely, again, I'd be holistic. Spiritual work absolutely needs to be, I mean, obviously every good thing comes from above. We read that in James. So anything that's good that's going to be happening will be from God. That's why we pray for it. Yeah. But we also use physical means as well. And it's for not sure. not trusting in God to use them, I mm. reckon. As I was saying before, I have experience in very acute, um, high security mental health. And, you know, a lot of the time you do think, yeah, okay, this is just, you know, you can sort of tell that it's just a problem with their brain. They're not functioning properly mm. and they're having these hallucinations, delusions. You sort of write it off and then something happens. You're like, whoa, that yeah. is crazy. You know, um, I can't think of any specific examples. And if I did, I probably wouldn't tell you. Yeah. Um, yeah. The old confidentiality. But, yeah. But wow. You know, it just hits you like, it yeah. can't be purely physical. Yep. There's got to be something evil going on in this person. Yeah. Yep. Let me put it this way. For, for those of you who haven't sort of experienced uh, schizophrenia firsthand, um, it's kind of like your normal thought processes uh, stop working. So, uh, we'll take, for example, a common sort of a, a, one of the symptoms you get is called a, a delusion, and there are a bunch of different delusions, uh, and, and one of them might play out sort of like this. So you're driving down the road or walking down the road, uh, sort of evening time, and people start turning on their headlights. Now, for an everyday person who's quite well, um, we'll see that as it's getting dark, people are turning on their headlights, no big deal. Uh, but for someone with, with schizophrenia and, and struggling with their delusion, uh, they might start to read into that a bit more than they normally would. And um, they'll start thinking that those people who are turning on their headlights are sending messages to other cars and yeah. that they're trying to attack them. And then this all plays out in like this grand building of fear and anxiety about like the whole world around you stops making sense. Mm. You start feeling like you're being hunted and, and chased down. And that's that's a terrifying thing to go through. Um, so yeah, when you, when you look at that uh, and that's sort of, that's a, a small part of what happens in schizophrenia, one example of a mental health problem. Yeah. Um, like you start to build the picture up of like, this is a terrifying thing that's going on in people's lives. Yeah. Um, and to sort of pass that off as something that's nothing is, uh, I think, very wrong. Yeah, totally. And if someone came to me and was like, yeah, I'm struggling with these sorts of things, what I would say is, look, I'll, I'll pray for you absolutely. And we'll, we'll pray hardcore because God can do more than anything else. Um, but go and see your GP. Like mm. what? do both. Yeah. Like there's that that is a good way to move forward from this point on. Hmm. Well, look, unfortunately, we're, we're we're just about out of time now for today's episode. Um, but look, from a a personal level of care, I guess um, we we love you guys a lot. Uh, and I just want to chuck out one final message to you guys out there who are listening. Uh, if you're if you're struggling with a, a mental health problem, uh, it might be depression, might be anxiety, um, could be anything. I, I want to encourage you guys to seek help. Um, the best way to deal with anything like this ever is to talk to someone about it. First and foremost, find someone you trust uh, and then go and talk to your GP. Uh, if you don't trust your GP, probably a good idea to go get a new one. Um, but talk to someone about it. Um, these problems don't go away by themselves usually uh, and, and talking about it will be, be the way forward for you. Um, so yeah, if, you, if you're really struggling with it, I recommend doing that. Um, and, and as always, look, if you're a Christian out there and you're struggling with this and you're feeling like you're being judged by Christians, I want to encourage you that there are Christians out there who, who get it and who also want to 
support you in that and, and we'd be happy to pray with you. So uh, yeah, definitely seek out those things as well. Well, thanks for listening, guys. I hope this has been a helpful podcast for you. We'll catch you next time. Mm-hmm.